podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One One Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast where we come together during Christmas to decide whether or not we should revisit our love of music or be a soulless corporate slog. Not corporate, (laughs) but school superintendent. Anyway, here we are. This is One Kiss Means Forever. We talk about your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kinds that you find on Hallmark, Lifetime, Netflix, this time at Christmas. And this is a special episode. This is what we have decided to call our One Dry Kiss Means Forever episode because we have with us today the wonderful podcast, One Dry Kiss. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Oh, my gosh. It's so good to be here. And I have the Brady Bunch set up on the Zoom. So I see all y'all's faces. They're beautiful. (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah, I can see all of you as well. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) I just see me. Whoever's talking. Anyways, thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to be here. Tamara and Corinne from One Dry Kiss. We also have a Hallmark recap podcast. Um, We're also very big fans of you, Katie and Hannah. So thank you for having us. Yeah, we're so happy that you were able to join us and we can talk about our movies. I I like to think of you guys as like the West Coast version of sort of what we do. I I feel like we're like... We're more the casual, flip flop style, cussy, cussy, cussy. Oh yeah, you know that sounds West Coast. And Hannah and I are East Coast. We're like we're angry and organized, <laughs> and we're hell. Give me the loser. binders. <laughs> <laughs> Let's switch coasts for a little while because I could definitely use some more flip flop in the sun, mm-hmm. Hallmarky action. Oh yeah, it is a. I think that's all a Hallmark movie. <gasps> The podcast switch. No! <laughs> All right. We've got a lot of movies to write. I feel like we do <laughs> come up with a lot of, a lot of titles. Yeah. The one kiss like means forever weeks. production company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so diving on into the, the meat of today, Hannah, what movie are we talking about with one dry kiss? Okay. So this, this felt like a, this this felt like something we all had to do together. Um, we are talking about a movie that originally aired on Hallmark Channel on November tenth, twenty eighteen. So it's, I feel like it's on the early side of the current version of Hallmark. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes sense, and it is called "It's Christmas, comma Eve!" Exclamation. <laughs> <laughs> And I think, I think the uh, punctuation is, is quite important. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this is the synopsis from the Hallmark Channel website as to what they say this movie is about. And as we all know, they're like usually somewhere between 50 and 90% correct on their own movies. <laughs> <laughs> so as interim school superintendent Eve trims budgets and now she is in her hometown where it's personal. Her handsome neighbor, Liam, is a music teacher and Eve feels his program must be cut. But luckily her friend is married to an IT guy who's created a website for donations directly to save the arts program. Launched during the tree letting ceremony where Liam's students will perform, the website could provide the Christmas miracle the town needs. 
already the universe is cooperating. <laughs> Eve is back home and she and Liam and his daughter look like they might be celebrating many future Christmases. Which I feel like, wow, that that's just like, I don't know, like the last third of the movie. <laughs> no, far um, too much importance on this website. <laughs> so impressed though that it was multiple sentences long. Yeah, some of them are books and some of them are like, you didn't watch this, okay. <laughs> um, and this movie stars Leanne Rhymes and everyone's favorite, Tyler Hines. <laughs> I do have to say that Tyler Hines, this is my first Tyler Hines movie where he was uh, beardless. Oh. And I felt like those babies in videos that see a relative without their facial hair for the first time. And it like freaked me out initially, but then I got used to it. I was like, I still love you. I don't know how I feel about this though. And then as the movie progressed, I'm like, oh, I like, I like barefaced Tyler Hines. Very yeah. Nice. Yeah. Barefaced Tyler Hines has a good kiss track record, track record, which we'll get into. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> this is this is Katie's way of saying if you haven't seen Falling for You, you should seek Falling for You. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much. Um, but let us get into Hannah's um, uh, Peabody winning synopsis of this movie. So here we go. Eve Morgan, played by singer Leanne Rhymes, has wandering feet that keep her moving and away from her home, her hometown of Franklin, ever since the death of her father. Sad. But her traveling school superintendent job has landed her back in town, living with her mother and her stepfather for just a few weeks up leading up to Christmas. She's there to help the school district get back in the black. And in order to do that, it looks like arts and music are going to have to go like usual. Mm. Those bastards. <laughs> the next door neighbors, Eve remembers they're gone. And now the house is occupied by a single father, Liam Bailey, played by heartthrob Tyler Hines and his daughter, Abby. Leah is the much beloved high school music teacher, and he is concerned with the interim superintendent whoever that may be, is going to cut his department. And so his job and the way he provides for his daughter. So on the way to her mom's bakery, Eve almost literally runs into Liam. Disaster is averted for the two of them just in time, but not for the other two people on the stairs. But never fear, Liam just knows this is how these strangers meet cute. Coffee spillage leads to love, of course. And the two of them discussing said meet cute leads to the requisite, who is that cutie you were talking to convo with their respective besties, Darcy and Rick. He feels horrible about having to cut arts and music, music from all the schools. After all, her dad was a musician and she knows the value of an arts education, even though she gave up her own musical pursuits when he died. Liam also has given up on his music dreams to a point. He used to write music, but now the only person who he allows to hear his compositions is Abby, his daughter. Aww. Uh, while touring the schools, Eve finds Abby playing one of Liam's Christmas tunes. And since Abby and Eve both have musical fathers, they are instantly bonded like BFF forever. At least until Liam comes in and realizes that the attractive lady that he met at the coffee shop the other day is the same person about to ruin his life. And damn it, now he has to hate her. 
Eve and her mom go to pick out a Christmas tree. Finding the one she wants, Eve goes to grab it at the same time as someone else. Liam! Neither wants to back down, but Liam plays the you'll break my kid's hot card and Eve relents. And there's another tree that is almost identical anyway. So Liam and Eve try to bury the hatchet and try to get along, even decorating the tree together per Abby's wishes. Also, Eve has been noticing that her mom's husband keeps slipping off next door. What's he doing with Abby and Liam? Something shady? But mom keeps telling her how sweet and romantic he is, so Eve is trying to keep her doubts in check. Still, the next time she sees him sneak off, Eve follows and finds out that her stepdad is writing her mom a song for their anniversary with Liam's help. Aw, how sweet. He finally, after four years of marriage, has Eve's approval. Oh, and speaking of writing songs, Eve finds a Christmas song her dad started writing for her before he died. Eve brings it over to Liam to pluck it out for her, and she has all the feels. Since she misses her dad and might be missing music too, maybe, kind of, sort of. You don't put Leanne Rhymes. Yeah, you don't put Leanne Rhymes in a movie without something. <laughs> Seriously. And it's obvious that the stepdad is having an affair with Liam because he's always sneaking over to their house. I mean, do you blame him? Do you blame him at all? No. No. (laughs) Eve decides that there must be some way to avoid canceling all the arts in the schools. With Liam's help, she decides to hold a music concert, concert, concert (laughs) fundraiser on Christmas Eve. Students from all the schools will sing and play music. Plus, there will be a website set up a la donorschoose.org where people can see exactly what they are contributing to. But they only have about a week to pull this off. Oh no, a whole week. Whatever will they do? <laughs> like a million years in homework. Three days? No, that would be impressive. No. Um, So the biggest hurdle to getting this concert taken care of is the mayor and all the permits. Darn you, paperwork. But hey, (laughs) bribing a mayor is totally fine as long as the bribe is in the form of a solo for her nephew, right? Of course, right. Liam is worried as he has never heard the kid sing or even like speak, but like whatever. Okay. Somehow, some way this concert gets set up and ready in time and the website is built. And so it all just goes. Wow. The concert starts and it's going smoothly. The website does not crash. And even though it's a slow start, donations start coming in. Also, the mayor's quiet, shy nephew is miraculously great. But then Eve gets a call offering her another interim superintendent job in San Diego. So she did all this stuff and now she's gonna leave. We shouldn't read anything into the unconscious slips she makes talking about next year's festivals though, right? Nope, not at all. Then Abby gets up to sing the Christmas song Liam wrote, but decides Eve should join her. You know, again, they have Leanne Rhymes. They should use her. Uh, So Abby has some stage fright, but Eve helps her through it. And the two sing a rocket duet. 
Back at home after the concert and fundraiser, which did raise enough money to save all the arts departments, he finds a present from Liam waiting for her. He has finished writing that song her father had started for her, which was called It's Christmas, comma, E. <laughs> Touched, she sings it and realizes how special Liam really is. So she runs next door to tell him she's going to stay in town and be the superintendent permanently. And then parking back to their own coffee meet cute, she throws his cold coffee on him, prompting him to grab and kiss her. And since one king kiss forever, forever. <laughs> we know they'll run this Christmas concert fundraiser together for years to come. Hooray. Hooray. All right. So let's jump into our what the fuck moments of this movie. Um, I feel like all the ones I have are small and nitpicky, but they really get to me. (laughs) Um, So the one I'm going to start with is the one that drives me the craziest. And this, this may be like the full on East coast, West coast division. Who knows? I cannot get past this. So at the end of the movie, when Liam gives her the finished song, he puts the part that her dad wrote with the part that he wrote her dad wrote it on landscape length (laughs) (laughs) musical paper and he writes it on portrait (laughs) it drives me i i'm like really really it can't all be the same like why must you do such a thing i'm so mad that's amazing leanne should have been like nope sorry don't want this song at least i need consistency in my life this is why we cut the arts i like i i have seen this part of the movie a lot and i it it bothers me I'm like the really you you couldn't have just gone the same way like really uh so mad <laughs> that's, that's amazing it's I gotta say that it's that it's easier to find music paper that is portrait than landscape I mean yeah there I, is, I, totally but but I'm just like yeah, like, why wouldn't they have just had it be portrait from the beginning? Hmm. There, there is no reason why it shouldn't be the same, because it should have come from the same, you know, prop people. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, under, I understand him not wanting to, like, use the same paper that her the dad wrote on. I was afraid that would happen. I'd be like, that seems to be, like like marring or graffitiing on something that's treasured maybe it's because so you really know that this is his part of the song versus her dad's part of the song yeah so like for not spelling it out clearly enough let's change the orientation so it's horizontal not vertical huh huh that would solve the problem (laughs) he's like it's my trademark (laughs) uh I, writing I music is a pain in the butt so I understand I understand why he wouldn't transcribe it because writing out music is 
is really tedious because you're like little dot, little dot, little dot, little dot. Yeah, no, I ju- I just wanted the paper to go the same way. That's all. that's all. <laughs> that was like my only thing I needed. It's like new piece of paper, all good. Anna's firing some prop guy somewhere for for the for the faux pas of music. <laughs> the wrong not uniform direction yeah it's it's not consistent and you have to be better are you listening hallmark this is not hannah approved do better do better my uh one of my what the fuck moments is oh the horribly lip-synced rendition of jingle bells the students sang with the backup tuba oh my god it was so bad i couldn't with that like what were they thinking and why did they need a tuba line in there i understand they did not actually really need to have that tuba part in there and the boy man i gotta say that was some that was some business. I agree wholeheartedly. I feel like the tuba was at the school and they were like, we got to use this in the shot somehow. And that's how the tuba happened. And second of all, that's how I made the note. This is why they're cutting arts and music is right here. Yes. Also, I want to say, I I don't know that I've ever seen a group of teenagers excited to sing Jingle Bells. Full stop. Like, That's that's not a thing that teenagers are into. They don't want to sing Jingle Bells. They want to dance to Jingle Bell Rock in sexy Santa outfits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen that happen. Lacey, Lacey. (laughs) Yeah, where you at, Lacey? (laughs) I think that's a really, really excellent point. Um, I also have a musical what the fuck moment. And I've seen this movie now twice. Um, you know, initially, and then also before this podcast, and it's bothered me both times. So at when, when Abby is feeling vulnerable and stage frighty and doesn't want to go up and, and Leanne Rhymes is like, okay, I'll come sing with you. I feel like the average person would have gotten her started and then given her the (laughs) stage a little bit, like maybe one moment to sing by herself. You know, it was supposed to be her solo, but Leanne Rhymes has got to be all like star struck and like, I'm going to sing at the top of my lungs and you're going to sing with me. (laughs) Try to out sing me little girl. And it bothers me so much. I feel like they should have at least like tag teamed it in some way. If you got Leanne Rhymes, you got to use her. You got to use her. Yeah, but her she can ability. <laughs> Not Leanne Rhymes. No, Leanne Rhymes cannot. The, the sun outshines all the stars, Katie. Hey, that's so true, <laughs> Hannah. Look. Hashtag mass singer. <laughs> you don't want a little girl upstaging you, right? No, no. You must put yourself forth and sing louder than her so that when she eventually joins in, you can kind of hear her voice, which is quite a lovely voice, by the way. It did, yeah. But not really that much. <laughs> I am on that same page with you. I was like, what, Leanne? Just start off and then do a little back and forth share the stage a little oof exactly it did not happen so the one thing that always bothers me continues to bother me 
is why do they always have the tree lighting ceremony on Christmas Eve? <laughs> why? It's like you don't want people to enjoy the lights as they're going around like doing their festive things and to see a beautiful tree. And so when they had the whole tree lighting ceremony before or after the concert or however they did it, um, and then they turned it on. <laughs> And it was the saddest little homemade looking star that lit up. And I was like, oh, never mind. Turn it back off. It's okay. Turn it back off. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, so they have the tree lit, but they're going to light the saddest looking star on top of the tree. That does nothing for me. But I mean, at least I was like, okay, it's not like the whole tree. Like the whole tree's not sitting dark for weeks on end up until Christmas. All right. I guess I, I give that a pass, but I still did not like it. I, I just hate the idea that you're doing anything that's like town or school or anything related on Christmas Eve. Like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> and I say that as a Jew. How dare you? <laughs> like Bastards. Yeah, that, that's family time. Let yeah. it be family time. Thank you. I, I have one thing I've, I've got to call out because we I didn't put it in the... Uh, synopsis so this this child that they don't know if he can sing the mayor's nephew his name in this movie for this like gangly i don't know like 13 14 year old white kid is Dwayne snodgrass <laughs> and i just want to just take a moment to like I, i'm that that's that's a rough rough go in the world for that, that child. <laughs> was, was he born out of like Roald Dahl's imagination? <laughs> is this a very Roald Dahl Christmas? <laughs> I mean, just everything about his name is just like, oh no, like this is, this is bad. <laughs> like, I guess you can't do much about the Snodgrass if that was his actual last name, but you had to then pair it with Dwayne. Like, oh no. <laughs> And he probably says it with two syllables. So it's Duane instead of just Duane. <laughs> uh, maybe his I, parents were, were fans of Dwayne the Rock Johnson, you know? Maybe, maybe that's where that ooh, came from. Maybe, yeah. but but still. <laughs> I I am full on, you should always name your child as if you were a second or third grader, because that's when they are going to get bullied for just whatever their name is <laughs> very very good point <laughs> they obviously just needed to name cut to the chase name him the rock and call it a day <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been fine but they didn't do that <laughs> all right and now I know what I'm naming my children they're just all <laughs> the rock rock rocket it's our little one pebble <laughs> Maybe if I really like the kid, I'll name it like Quartz or something. <laughs> Agate. No, that's terrible. Uh, amethyst. There you go. That's like sort of kind of new agey namey. Sure. Sure. It sure. I knew an emerald. About you. <laughs> Wait, I could, I could be, I could be basic and be like Emerald and Opal, but I'm not, I'm going to go with Tiger's Eye or Garnet and that's it. <laughs> kid named Onyx. Yes, we've got it. Oh, I bet you there are oh, kids named Onyx. I know a kid <laughs> named Onyx and Diamond. No I'm, relation. 
I know okay. what I'm, I'm going for hematite. So <laughs> my kid's going to be all your kids' ass. This is true. <laughs> the things that you never think are going to come up in a Christmas podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How many rocks do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Should we go into our Hallmark Hallmarks? Let's do it. So just in case for anybody who's new to the podcast, not sure, Hallmark Hallmark, Hallmarks are our segment where we celebrate everything that's tropey, um, all of the tropes that we see from movie to movie to movie. Um, so we're just, we can go around Robin and um, say what we saw. My first Hallmark Hallmark is the meddling mom that always asks, now, when are you going to settle down? It's my favorite, <laughs> my <laughs> least favorite, I should say. <laughs> gets Tamara every time Mm -hmm. we just talked about that on our last episode I believe why can't we just be single mom why can't we just be single me and Corinne said any single ladies that don't wind up getting in a relationship can come sit at our table because we are both single fine and happy about it um oh the trope of the secondary Christmas tree because every Hallmark movie, you have to have a Christmas tree in every single room, but you have to have a secondary Christmas tree in order to have something to decorate at another point in time. And this one had not only a secondary Christmas tree with the mom having the Christmas tree in her bakery, but they had a third area Christmas tree with Tyler and Abby's tree that Eve also helped to decorate. Um, so I have my first one is she's coming home. She's returning home to her hometown. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, mine is giving performing advice. And I will say that most of Leanne Rhymes performing advice was pretty good. However, when she advised her stepdad to just listen to his heart, so he would play the chords correctly. <laughs> I hated that so much. I was oh. like, suddenly I know what was going wrong with my attempts to play the guitar. I just needed to listen to my heart. Thanks, Leanne. <laughs> um, I, I, I have some more that preceded this, but I feel like since we were talking about different like types of things, um, a Hallmark trope that I love is people knowing the exact type of species of Christmas tree that they like the best, like a balsam fir. <laughs> In, in this case, or a blue spruce. I have never once thought to know them myself, but it happens all the time in Hallmark movies. <laughs> I like to know what type of Christmas tree I get, but I'm like, it's the thing with the, with the, with the more like branch thingies, like not all like bunched together. I like the branches separate. So I have to give the people at the tree lots descriptions and I don't know the words or the, the names of them, I should say. I think that's Doug fair, Kirk. but people have been like tree shamed if they like one over the other. And I, I feel like you might not be that kind of person. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm a tree shamer. I'll admit it. Doug, she fur is. or I, I'm just going to roll my eyes at you. Sorry. Yay. We've talked, about, we've talked about it, Corinne. It's been an issue. It's been an issue with you. Oh, our therapy appointment is tomorrow at two, Tamara. Remember that <laughs> the Christmas tree issue will be sorted out. Oh, we'll uh, be there. Tamara, did you have another one? Yes. Unnecessary intrigue. 
Why didn't John just tell Eve about the music lessons? She can obviously keep a secret as proven by not divulging the budget cuts to Liam until later in the movie when she deemed it was fit. But why? Like, he was just like, I'm just going over there for you don't need to know to mind your own business. And I'm like, he could have just told her why he was going over there. Like, it's not like he was surprising her with the song that he was making for his mom. So, oh, yeah, true. Mm. Uh, so I have a doing her job quote unquote correctly directly conflicts with him doing his job correctly (laughs) i have uh this is a big pet peeve of mine almost on on par with tamra's so when you're gonna find a man pet peeve uh the tiny ice skating rink i just can't with these (laughs) ice skating rinks in hallmark movies are minuscule and this one, same Z's. Okay. Oh. I, I have to talk about this uh, ice skating because I have a note about it. I, I looked at it for a while and I have decided, I have no proof of this whatsoever, that they took a lobby of a hotel, filled it with water, and froze it. Like, it does not look like a rink. It, there's ice wall to wall. There's no, like, entrance to this rink. It's I, I don't understand it. And like, it, there's a ramp. Why is there a ramp? They're on skates. What is happening? <laughs> I kept waiting for them to pan around because I'm like, maybe it keeps going over. No, nope, no, not over there. Maybe it's over there. Nope, nope. That's another wall. Okay, nope. It, yeah, it is, I mean, it's tiny. They, there's like a drink station on the ice. <laughs> um. Uh. So. Um. I want to, I'm going to lump these together because they seem like it's the same spirit. So we have that. We got to save the music, music department. <laughs> but it also, to me, is in the same spirit of a, but that's in blank days. Like we couldn't possibly do it in this amount of time. So it's the same spirit to me. We see it all um, the time. Tamara, I'm so sorry. I have to jump you because this is my proudest homework moment or homochromic moment possibly ever take take it away Um, because it's it is in relation to this where where i said time is magic because they get a ton of shit done in eight days which means (laughs) this is secretly a hanukkah movie movie. (laughs) yes (laughs) thank you thank you very much (laughs) well worth the wait well worth the wait i have the old reaching for the same Christmas tree tag. Yeah. <laughs> I have the, I um, also have that in Across the Universe. Should I talk about that then or now? Yeah. Whatever now? You, which, whichever yeah. you feel like. It totally reminded me of the scene from um, Delivered by Christmas when they reached through the tree oh Mm -hmm. are these are these uh appropriately fresh branches and where's that trunk and then it's like the hands (laughs) um this one wasn't as romantic though so little a bit of a letdown yeah i have the uh Fun-loving man helps uptight woman enjoy life, have fun, and relax. 
<laughs> that is that is pretty much epically everything. Yeah, love it. Um, we have uh, they are inspired to write slash sing again by the oh. other. Yes, can't forget that. And I have no practice equals absolutely perfect duet. yes i saw that one too that is the magic of christmas hannah it is the magic of christmas although (laughs) is that duet perfect well somebody was really stealing the show there but but like harmony happened so somehow they have communicated telepathically to like tell each other what they're going to do also when did eve learn this song i am unclear yeah <laughs> the song was, was always in her heart it was it always was. in her heart i have one more that's that that is very exciting for me but not exciting at all let's sit outside for prolonged periods of time in the snowy cold <laughs> I, that- I will say we do that <laughs> <laughs> oh what seriously oh no i know ah. it's terrible but i i i wrote down that scene too corinne because <laughs> i felt like it was so bothersome because they're when they go to see a movie outside like in december and it's supposed to be cold but abby sits between no sorry um uh What's her name? Leanne Rhymes. Her name is Leanne Rhymes. Leanne Rhymes is <laughs> between Abby and Liam. And I'm like, if you're the not parent, would you actually sit between the child and parent and be like, come fall asleep on my shoulder? That is completely inappropriate, inappropriate in my opinion. Look, yeah. that popcorn container was really big. So who knows what was happening when she was diving her hand down into it? I'm which is also a hallmark hallmark actually (laughs) (laughs) pretty parade i think so let's do it pretty parade is our segment where we either count coats or we say things that are beautiful that we see that are particularly pretty or not anti-pretty um tamara do you want to get us started on this one can I just say that the lack of hair on Tyler Hines' face made me realize what an exquisite head of hair he has, especially in this movie. I was just like, oh, sweet baby Jesus, that is a beautiful head of hair. So I would like to give a shout out to Tyler Hines and all his illustrious, luscious locks. Pretty much my pretty parade, besides some other little parts, is Tyler Hines. <laughs> just full stop. Um, especially Tyler Hines in sweaters, which is quite nice. Yes. And when he walked into uh, the classroom where Leanne Rhymes was sitting at the piano with his daughter, he had his um, bulky gray sweater in a French tuck in his jeans. Get right out of town. I did not see that. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it, it's, my, it's my job to, to do coat count. This was not obscene for Hallmark. I only got three. And she's oh, wow. even traveling. So usually she bring, oh. people bring seven coats when they're traveling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, 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 I will get into that. But yeah, she has a dark, I think it's blue, question mark, like puffy coat, a gray pea coat, and like a dark, darker uh, pea coat. And that's it. Well, she only 
did buy bring that one suitcase for three weeks. So, you know, she's traveling light. <laughs> so true. I have, um, I will give a pretty parade shout out to the daughter, Abby. I have some information that not everyone here may know. I have the clothing taste of a child and <laughs> the daughter... <laughs> She's laughing because she knows it's true. And the daughter and nodding wearing, emphatically. <laughs> the daughter was wearing this really cute long sleeve jersey tee material dress that had large graphic raindrop uh, raindrops in different colors on it. It was so cute, and I wish I had it in a long sleeve tee. That would be amazing. Also appreciated the daughter's color block scarf too. That was a nice scarf. I, I thank you for opening my eyes up to a whole like other level of pretty parade because I rarely look at the kids clothes, but I think I should because I <laughs> am built like a child. So <laughs> I should go shopping in that section. <laughs> I have one more pretty parade. The wood burning stove in the corner of Liam and Abby's house was amazing and looked so cozy and so festive and would not serve any purpose at all in LA. So I just look at it longingly knowing I will never want or need it. It's true, but it, it probably does serve a purpose where they are. Yeah. Darn useful things. Yep. Um, speaking of, of pretty parades and, and fire related, um, because <laughs> my other one was, so they light the candles all throughout the bakery for their anniversary of, of mom and stepdad. Um, and I thought it was so pretty, except that he is a firefighter. And all I could see was the, the fire hazard that he was causing. And I was like, I do not know how to square these two things in my mind. <laughs> I said that. I said that too. Oh, he must really love her. He must really love her. I just have to say that uh, I'm very glad that, um, that she, uh, Leanne Rhymes decided to splash coffee on Thai Thai versus igniting his kitchen on fire for a meat cute, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's probably good. There was also a child involved. So. <laughs> Small favors. That was her Christmas present. His, I'm not going to set this aflame. But your heart, yes. <laughs> you need an excuse to kiss the man? No, you don't. Like, I, I did not find that coffee moment to actually be that cute. But, um, you know, maybe it sets your hearts a flutter. We'll get I there. I, I would have been annoyed. <laughs> be like, gosh, darn it. I love this shirt. Thanks a lot. Eve. <laughs> <laughs> so should we move on to across the universe? Sure, let's do it. Um, so this movie Tyler Hines is playing essentially the other side of the situation than he was for Falling for You. Uh, that was my exact across the universe, <laughs> Hannah, and I'm so mad that I didn't go first so I could take it, but whatever. You know what, Katie, Katie, you finish out the thought, okay? <laughs> okay, because it was Tyler Hines' job to come in and do budget cuts and he was only supposed to be going through. It was a temporary job, but then he like falls in love with Taylor Cole and they're baking and whatever. So yes, he's he's basically Leanne Rimes' character, um, but in Falling for You here. There, I finished it. You did. <laughs> Good job. Um, 
so uh they they do their concert thing they call it christmas under the stars and almost a year to the date not 100 percent, but like a year to the date by like a week the movie christmas under the stars aired on hallmark channel oh Ooh. had nothing to do with concerts or anything like this but you know still um it had I to also, do with christmas trees it did have to do with christmas trees that is true we've sort of already touched on this but i said the sun is also a star (laughs) (laughs) i love that katie is like really into this because when leanne rhymes won the mass singer as the sun (laughs) like like a a thing (laughs) um and i also need to say that this i think is the first time that tyler hines was paired up with a a singer co-star but he's done it more than anyone else in the hallmark universe by like a lot kelly pickler and then the most recent one exactly and yeah i I think this one and the most recent one are the only ones leanne rhymes and whatever her name is have ever done so the only one who's ever like only kelly pickler has ever done one with anyone else so That's a big universe, Hannah. <laughs> and just just to put it all out there, this is across my universe. Um, so she's in Franklin County. I grew up in Franklin County. I don't know if it's the same Franklin County, but I decided it was. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It obviously is. Let's just get with the program here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was, you I was were only this in- close to Ty Ty and Leanne Rhymes. Yeah. This close. They almost took away my school my school music program. And then if they had done such a thing, I wouldn't have been kicked out of chorus. <laughs> <laughs> I got kicked out of chorus too. We're so crazy across the universe. <laughs> Did the one dry kiss ladies have across the universes? Corinne, I know you touched on one before. I have one more. Okay. okay. So, I don't, so I don't have a bevy. I had the first one delivered by Christmas, which I actually really enjoy that movie. And then um, the second one, that poor carrot that Ty Ty was peeling brings me back to the poor carrot that Joanna Garcia Swisher was mangling in As Luck Would Have It, another <laughs> <Hallmark> movie. <laughs> Mangled carrots. Oh, yes. <laughs> I remember that one. Yes. (laughs) The only one I have, and I'm going to be a complete ass about this because we watched Christmas house and I was commenting to Corinne the whole time about how the decorations looked like they were just repurposed in different scenes of the movie over and over again, which was this garland with red and gold ornaments attached to it. And I swear, I was like, I think those are the Christmas house ornaments and the Christmas tree (laughs) one. So I would not be surprised by yeah. that at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have so many things and thoughts about the props department in Hallmark movies. I, I think I need a whole special episode just for that. Should we move on to the new and noteworthiness of this? Should we have any? Tamara stole it earlier, to be honest, but my new and noteworthy was that she only brought one bag with her. <laughs> <laughs> I I was so impressed. 
tested her ability to pack. <laughs> Granted, all three of her coats would not have fit in her suitcase. So <laughs> it's a it's a Mary Poppins suitcase, so of course she only needs one bag, but still. <laughs> I have I loved that they had a yearbook picture when her Eve and her friend were looking at the yearbook, and there was actually a picture of a young Leanne Rhymes in like the photo that they were looking at. And like usually it, it's an actor that looks nothing like the person that they bring in or take a picture. Like here's little Billy when he was five years old. Like that looks nothing like Billy like now. Okay. So I appreciated that. Yeah. I had that they were both blocked artists. Usually it's like one is a blocked artist and the other one is sort of like trying to unblock them, but isn't an artist or is a successful artist trying to unblock them. But I really appreciated that they both were um, blocked in their particular art forms. Like she didn't sing anymore and he had trouble putting his music out there. So that hit home for me. I failed at this um, at new and noteworthy. So I have nothing, nothing. (laughs) That is more than allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, generally we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like how is this new or noteworthy? But when it comes, we celebrate it. And if it's not there, that's the point. <laughs> so if y'all had a supporting shout out, meaning a character that you felt was needs to be a, given a shout out, that's not Leanne Rhymes or Tyler Hines. Crane, 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 go. You have five hours because I have a special affection for the supporting characters in Hallmark movies, as can be noted by my super love of Nelson Motherfucking Wong. Um, <laughs> as you should. not in this movie which is sad but another day i mean Um, the kennyverse is is real we want to do an episode on the kennyverse someday (laughs) oh my gosh maybe we need to do an episode on the the kennyverse and uh and all four of us can get together for that um i really enjoyed ellie harvey aka mayor snodgrass who extorted them for um Dwayne, the tuba player, his ne- her nephew, that's the actress librarian from the Aurora Tea Garden movies, which uh, people may not watch because of Candace Cameron Bure, who is a highly polarizing um, person. However, uh, she is delightful in those, and I like to see her again. Then we go to Giles, Giles, Panton, Pantones. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He played Brad, Evie's bestie's husband. And I loved how his face lit up when his fundraising program started kicking in. <laughs> and the Eden Summer Gilmore as Abby, the daughter, was lovely. I've seen some stinker child actresses on Hallmark movies, and she was delightful and came off as pretty genuine. And finally, I love that it sounds like Dwayne, the actor Josh Bogart, is is actually singing Silent Night and he is not auto-tuned. True. Yeah, he was pretty good. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) My list. (laughs) I appreciate all of those shout outs. Here we are, my friends. The thing that brings us all together, which is our kisses and so okay on a scale of one to ten we get to rate this kiss we there we only have the one kiss so it fits our model one kiss one dry kiss means forever um so 
I feel like we should have one of our guests begin. Either one, you get to choose. Who would like to rate this kiss one to 10 and give us some reasons why? Corinne, you take it. I'm going, I originally was, I originally wrote seven. I boosted it up to eight for Tai Tai. But then I watched it again and I saw Tai Tai's kiss and he is the dry kissing king. I swear <laughs> he's so fucking good at it. I'm giving it nine because dry tie tie dry kiss is so good. Oh, I'm giving it. I don't know why this bothers me, but it for some reason when he grabs her head and brings it towards him, I I might like just like arm his hands away. <laughs> so for that reason. I'd give it a six. It was a really nice kiss, and it was one of the better ones that I've seen. But I'm like, just don't grab my head. That's like that's my pet peeve. I just I don't don't no. <laughs> I I totally understand that uh, for sure. Um, Hannah and I like to kind of we we often say that what happens around the kiss um, can can change it. Either it's like dialogue or action or something. And I would have thought that I would have docked points because of the, the lame coffee throwing. I kind of agree <laughs> with you guys about that. But I didn't even count it because the urgency with which he pulls her in and says, finally, and usually I hate finally, finally <laughs> is, is, is a, is a terrible concept for me, but because it's Tai Tai and you are right. He is the king of kisses. I have to give this a 10 because if my insides go, whoop, then <laughs> it's a 10. And so I give this, I give Mr. Hines a 10. Yeah, it, it is the, it, it, it's one of the few 10 kisses out there as far as I'm concerned. Like it is, it, it is the urgency. It is the like, oh my God, like this is all I've actually ever wanted to do. <laughs> and the like head together, like I need to stop and take a breath because I'm going to pass out if I don't, but I still want to go back in for more moment. <laughs> that is a little bit like, uh, okay. <laughs> Which for us, just so you guys know, I think we've only ever really had two 10 kisses, both of which were beardless Tyler Hines. So, which is why I said earlier that beardless Tyler Hines gets it done. He, he does, which is weird because I like the beard like a lot. I love the beard. <laughs> I just like him. That's really what it is. I like him. <laughs> very weird it seems like but i like him <laughs> i like him because he's weird except we, we learn on another podcast they're like <laughs> we know for a fact he's a type of man that wears a thumb ring and that's terrible <laughs> ryan Peavy probably is too ryan oh, Peavy my... will make you a thumb ring <laughs> all right so tamara and karen would you watch this movie would you recommend other people watch this movie? <clears throat> it was a solid middle of the road for me. Like it was, I think a lot of people enjoy it. I wouldn't recommend it, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously a harder raider than everybody when it comes to Hallmark movies, hence my six kiss rating. Um, so I, I don't think I, I would recommend it now. Um, so I say, if you like Hallmark movies, like if you're a Hallmark movie fan, odds are you'll find this movie to be absolutely pleasant. 
with a couple of, I like that. If you aren't a Hallmark fan, I would absolutely not recommend. My parents who love rom-coms would not find it to be up to snuff. It would not get the Barbara and Joe stamp of approval, <laughs> just FYI. How about you, Katie? Um, I, my, my word was meh. I think it's fine. <laughs> there are worse out there, but I actually like the song new and noteworthy, I guess. I liked It's Christmas Eve. I thought it was fine. And I will say that from an acting standpoint, the scene where Leanne Rimes is crying and singing the song to herself is probably actually quite difficult to pull off. And yet I was drawn in by it. I wasn't like, dear Lord, stop. So I think just for that reason, it's touching. Sure, watch it. Um, go for Ty Ty. <laughs> Hannah, how about you? Uh, so uh, this is a hard fast forward, watch the kiss, turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fast forward. That's just... <laughs> just skip, skip to the, skip to the end. Watch the last just two minutes. Create an animated gif of, of the kiss and done. That'll work too. That'll be absolutely fine. I no. do not need to see this movie ever again. Thank you. <laughs> I do appreciate Tyler Hines playing the piano, though. I think he needs to be in more things where he showcases his musical talent. Mm -hmm. That would be a dream come true. Well, uh, One Dry Kiss, where can we find, where can the people find you out there? In the world. <laughs> so... If you want to listen to us, we are on any kind of podcast platform as One Dry Kiss. We are also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. The Twitter presence has been completely taken over by me, though. And so, yeah, it's not super official, but it can be entertaining. Uh, all of it, One Dry Kiss. Yeah. One spelled O-N-E. Yeah. <laughs> always important to tell people how to, how to find us all. Um, so thank you guys so much for being here. Um, and for our listeners, as always, we are on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. One kiss means forever where the one and the four are the numerals. And as we will be dropping this in the middle of Christmas season, uh, we're live tweeting as many movies as we get to while still maintaining our sanity uh, <laughs> and and that's all we're committing to yeah. uh so you know we're, we're there you can find us <laughs> <laughs> and if you miss us you can send us uh we miss you email at one kiss means forever at gmail.com and that's all spelled out like it is on our logo Yay. Uh, Yay. and as always thanks to flint pastures for our intro outro music you can find his stuff on Spotify and SoundCloud and Apple Music. And yay. So thank you so much again. One dry kiss. Woohoo! This was we have, so much fun. Yes. We have done it. We have done the one dry kiss means forever inaugural episode. Yay! <laughs> See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.